Welcome to coffeeis.me podcast, where me means you, or more precisely, us. This is the show where your host, Valerian, without using any interrogation techniques, convinces coffee professionals to reveal their secrets to teach and inspire you to make better coffee and earn a few bucks on the side, if that's what you fancy. Let the show begin. Hello, my coffee friends. How are you? I hope your summer is still very strong and you're doing very well. In my world, the school is starting and that's great because I'm so ready to get back to my routine. I'm sorry to get rid of my kids and I do love them. I do love them a lot, but hey, I want back my routine. Thank you for all your iTunes reviews. I know it takes time to write them, but they really help me to understand what you like and what you would like to have on this show. So just keep them coming, please. And let me reward you guys. Let me reward you for all your reviews. George, Papa Bear, Kai Roadrunner, Matt and Rack, Matt and Rach, uh, Playmaking, Playmaking. Sorry guys, I messed up your names. Just drop me an email and I'll set you up with the account at Bootcamp Barista. Bootcamp Barista is our online barista training and it's done by extremely charming and loving and I hope she will be our guest in the future, Devora Freudiger. Check it out, bootcampbarista.com. And for the future reviewers, I will reward you too. After every episode, I'll select one of you who will get free three-month access to Bootcamp Barista. Thanks again and keep those reviews coming. In today's show, we are going to finish the interview with Ryan O'Rourke. Uh, maybe you remember that he started starting a company in Richmond, Virginia. And in this episode, Ryan will talk about crowdfunding. Crowdfunding is a great way how to get initial capital for your business or for your projects. But it has also other perks like uh, marketing because you're putting yourself out there. And Ryan also will talk about his experience as a founder. So meaning that he founded some of the projects and some of them did not get realized and he lost his money, but also as a foundee, so person who got founded. Before I talked to Ryan, my solar company founded the Handground. It's a, it was a Kickstarter campaign for a hand grinder. And I liked the idea so much that we went in for the $600 distribution pack, which cost us actually $700 because we had to pay the shipping to Europe. And without realizing that this actually can be a lemon. I don't know if it's good or bad yet, or perhaps they will never realize this project. I think we founded them in January and they're going to ship them in September. But you never know. First time I realized that there is this risk was after Ryan's interview. And I mentioned Handground not only because we supported them, but also because they did a great job in marketing their campaign. And you should check it out. They wanted to raise $35,000 and they managed to raise $308,924. It's amazing. Ryan did it in much, much smaller scale. He was alone in the whole thing and he still managed to raise 6,000 bucks for his business. And hey, for a lot of startups, $6,000 is a, it's kind of serious money. That's a, at least a pallet of specialty grade coffee. Ryan was kind enough to send me a few links, a few resources. So if you go to coffees.me slash zero four, you get to the notes to this episode. And actually that's where you can find this audio too, and just use them. And as always, sharing is caring. <laughs> so share your experience. 
just go ahead and join our Facebook group coffees.me or you can go to coffees.me website and click community and join like that and share your experience. I really want to know. This is something new for me too, so I'm happy to learn. And when it comes to Facebook groups, I'll mention one more group which I'm a member of and I'm administrator there, but it's not my group and I just love it so much so I plug it everywhere where I can. If you're a coffee roaster, join the Coffee Roasting Forum on Facebook. It's an amazing and probably the biggest community of coffee roasters out there. So check them out and let the show begin. Indigo. This is something which I never did. I never knew anyone personally who did this and you did it. Mm. Like it's very popular to do these, um, what they call them? Crowdfunding. Crowdfunding. Thank you. So yeah. this crowdfunding like Kickstarter and similar. Uh, tell us, uh, how does it work? Is it the right platform for future coffee roasters? Well, I think I, th- I saw a lot of coffee roasters using Indiegogo and Kickstarter, different the different crowdfunding websites. A lot of them were coffee roasters that were already in business that were looking to upgrade a roaster, so you know, a roasting machine or something like that, or, or move into a new, bigger facility. And they already had a following because the business had been established. And so more of those got closer to their funding or achieved their funding goal than the ones that were just startups like, like us. So I I knew crowdfunding going into it, it was not my favorite thing to begin with because I've been burned a couple of times having invested not huge amounts of money, but you know, back in somebody on on their crowdfunding campaign. And then they just basically vanish and didn't make good on the perks packages promise. Oh, so yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, I know that doesn't happen a ton. Well, I don't know that it doesn't happen a ton in my experience. It's happened at least a couple of times. So I was not the biggest fan of crowdfunding but talking with a few people they said well you know it's it would be a good thing to do give it a try you get what you get i said well i was basically convinced to go ahead and do it and i'm glad we did you know it um we were able to raise nearly six thousand dollars where we set a goal a really ridiculously ambitious goal of twenty five thousand i was going to set it at fifteen thousand i was talked into making it higher i would Thought that might have been a bad idea, and it, really though, it 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 doesn't matter. We we raised enough to to basically fund our first pallet of green coffee, um, so that's that's what we're going to use it for. And um, it was a good experience. In, in addition to the the funds raised, and, and maybe even more important than the funds raised, was the buzz that it created. We were able to mm-hmm. use Twitter and especially Facebook to talk about the crowdfunding. And really what we hoped to get out of it was mainly just family and friends, letting them know our plans. If they wanted to come on board with us, send us a, a contribution for you know whatever perks packages they wanted. That's what we were hoping for. And that's really what it was. We weren't expecting getting a bunch of strangers, you know, just randomly finding us or that, that wasn't our plan. That wasn't our focus. That's, that, that's not what we went into it thinking. And that indeed that's, that's not what happened and that's okay. Um, we fell, we fell a bit short of what I thought would have even been realistic. A um, few folks that I thought might be in a position to, to come on board with us in a pretty big way didn't, didn't happen, you know, so hey, that's okay. Um, life goes on, so, so we just have to be happy with what we raised. And like I said, thankfully, it'll be enough to help us or actually in full pay for our first pallet of green coffee. So, so that's good. You know, I'm glad we did it, and uh, I'd recommend it to, to, to folks maybe – 
being a bit more realistic about your goal, though, the, the final dollar amount that you want to raise and uh, keeping that a bit more realistic. I would take that six six thousand bucks in my beginnings, like yeah, no, <laughs> no it was, no, no it was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was it was great. We'll, we'll, we'll take what we got. How how does it work? Can you tell us step by step what you have to do and what are the conditions to participate? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you select your platform, Kickstarter, Indiegogo. And there's a, there's at least a couple others out there, but Indiegogo. I just I like their their site the best. I liked some of the other people on there that were that were using it. Uh, seemed to fit what we wanted to do the best, so we chose Indiegogo. Uh, we basically set up that it's it's really easy. They give you a template, step by step, like six or seven steps. They take you through, you know, putting your pitch together, bullet points basically of what the the idea is, the business is, the product is. Um, you want to use a lot of photos, especially photo. In Valerian, you gave me some good advice making it personal, which that was a good good input. So we included, <laughs> yeah. We included some some photos, personal photos of ourselves, my wife and myself, uh, and then I did tons of research, tons of reading and listening to podcasts and uh, for this, this this whole world of out there of crowdfunding experts, you know, oh, and wow. people who yeah yeah guys who basically make a business out of counseling people who are going into a crowdfunding campaign. So a lot of really good advice out there, but the more you start reading and listening to you start really picking up on some common themes and you get an idea of what the most important things are. So that's, you know, um, being persistent about it when once your campaign starts, just, you know, don't give up, don't give up, just keep putting it out there. Um, certain benchmarks and milestones that you want to try to hit by certain dates that increase your chances of, of you know, getting yourself fully funded, which obviously didn't happen with us. But, um, but anyway, and, and the other thing is uh, making, a, making a good video. And... I looked at prices of getting like videographers and professional video editors to do this. And like, <laughs> I'm, I'm re really glad we didn't go with that because, and it was just, you know, and I'm sure they, they do great work and they, they earn, they earn their money. They do. But for, for us just to start up and knowing that we weren't probably going to get a huge amount of money, it didn't make any sense to do that. So I had to rely on myself to just use whatever video skills I had and just do it. And people really liked it and we made it, you know, somewhat personal, but also really informed folks of what it was, what we were going to do. And so, um, but pe people like the video. So I think that's a huge, huge important thing uh, is making a good video. And if you can't do that on your own, find a friend who will do it for you for nothing or for, you know, a nominal fee. I liked your video. I thought that you actually hired someone. It wasn't bad nope, at all. Nope. Yeah, no, I did the video on my own. It, you know, it took took me several hours to do it. Um, but oh yeah, yeah. But I but it cost me nothing but my time. So that's great. Uh, you know, I was doing a lot of videos, and it's it's a hard work. And the post editing and everything, if you take it seriously, it's a lot of work. So you know, it is expensive. Yep. And, you know, this is one of my uh, biggest disadvantages that I do a lot of videos for Green Plantation from my kitchen in California, which is weird. I would mm. love to make videos from our roasting place, but I'm not there. To hire, even in Slovakia, which is, you know, a cheap country, right? Mm -hmm. Even hire like a videographer, it would co every video would cost us like thousand euros at least. Yeah. And that's a lot of money yeah. for a coffee roasting company. We cannot afford that, you know, so... Yeah. And that, so, that's yeah. I was getting I was getting prices of that and even higher exactly for for this kind of video. So, 
that would have taken a huge chunk of what we ended up taking away from this you know, as, as the crowdfunding investment. So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we didn't go that route, even though yourself being a videographer, you know that you, you earn the money. It is videographers do a good job. But for, for starting out businesses, most of us can't can't afford that up front. Hopefully you get to the point where you can afford to have videographers make you nice videos once you're going and successful. But as a startup, it be very difficult to do that. Uh, you also mentioned these uh, resources uh, like podcasts and potentially websites. Perhaps we can, after the show, we can send me some and I can put them in the show notes so people can use them if they need them. Yeah, yeah. That would be cool. As a little present from you. <laughs> yes, exactly. To be nice. My, I had this question here, by the way. What was your return on investment when doing these crowdfunding? But I seriously thought that you hired somebody to do that video. So that's a good example that if you put a little thought into it and a little energy that you can make it yourself and your return on investment would be great, full. Yeah. But yeah. it's not full. Was, you have to pay something to them, right? They do. They take a percentage. And this is the one of the other reasons why it's good to set a realistic goal from the outset is because, and now this is at least, this is the way Indiegogo works and I assume the other platforms as well. Um, that's like a percentage and the percentage, if you met your goal, was only 5%. So 5% off the top of, you know, of what you, what you were able to get as far as investments. But if you did not meet your goal, which we did not, it goes up to 9%. So you take a bit of a hit there. Um, mm -hmm. So, but even still, this is like, you we we just could not have made as professional of a pitch and done as good of a job just you know putting out there on our my personal facebook page to my family and friends hey you know give us some money you know this sort of thing it just would not have wouldn't have worked you need some credibility you need a a website like that because it has become such a popular way of doing it people know crowdfunding now uh, it's not so much of a fringe new thing that it lends credibility to what you're doing, uh, and you, you pay for that credibility, and you know, rightly so, they they earn earn that right. Yeah, and that's why I advise you to put your uh, personality into the or your persona into the videos, so uh, you raise the credibility aspect yeah. of the whole thing. I mean, just think about yourself. Would 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 you spend money on a video where there's let's say some brand and there's no person you know i wouldn't i don't know who is no. that yeah but exactly. if i you see want... a person behind that i go like oh okay he looks yep. cool yep exactly here's a good example in bootcamp coffee we just changed the way how we do emails we used to do very official very rarely very official branded newsletters and i was like you know that just doesn't feel right to me you know i i i want to make it more personal because pe people know villain boot yes they know him but Willem, you know, he did the courses and he is a celebrity. So he travels all over the world. He's not the one who will write you the email. Mm. It will be me. So, <laughs> so, and I was like, you know, my, I'm a kind of friendly guy. I use, I always, when I communicate with people, I kind of put smileys in the email sometimes, you know, I, I don't, don't shy away from that. I know it's unprofessional, but I'm this kind of guy. This is my personality, yeah, right? That's all right. Yeah, so I was like, I changed those emails and I started to write to people telling me them my story and asking them their stories. And it's awesome. It works much, much better than the beautiful, professional, branded theme. I even put away the logo. It's not there anymore. Yeah. Willem doesn't know about that. <laughs> so, but I think that really works because, first of all, people trust us. They see that there's a guy behind it and he has a story. And second... You know, I get these amazing stories from them and I answer them all, by the way. I go all through all these emails and great in both ways. So I think that adding personality to any marketing is a great idea. Yep, agree. 
you said that your backers were uh, your family and your friends. Uh, do you have any other input? Who were they? Yeah, just uh, a couple a couple folks uh, found it, and um, uh, one one guy in particular. Something that was kind of interesting that came about because of it. Um, he, I guess, was just looking on Indiegogo for local startups and um, in, in Richmond specifically. Uh, and he he came across ours and he, you know, sent us a bit of a contribution. But then he uh, he sent us an email too. And he's actually uh, a real estate owner. He owns several commercial properties in Richmond. And we're actually considering um, one of his commercial properties for the the roastery, for the location of the roastery. So that's kind of interesting. It would be kind of cool if we end up going with one of his buildings for the roastery. And he found us through the, the crowdfunding campaign, which actually <laughs> you could kind of chalk up a bunch of extra funds to the crowdfunding campaign if that happens because he'd be offering us a really, really reasonable rate to start off with as a, as a startup. So if we end up going with this building, that's going to be a huge benefit of, of doing the, the crowdfunding campaign. This is so cool. I love yeah. this. So he yeah, contributes totally to your, random. Yeah. He contributes to your campaign and uh, then he you know, offers his services and you already created another level of trust. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, and if if that works out like that, it re- remains to be seen. But so far, it's it sounds promising, and if that ends up happening, then just that alone, just that alone, will have been worth the the trouble of of doing the crowdfunding campaign, making that connection. If I would want to start uh, a crowdfunding campaign, what would be your advice? What what do I have to make sure I will do, and what should I you know shy away? I should avoid. Yeah, it was a bit. <laughs> I, a bit of a mystery like as far as why it wasn't we didn't get more investment we like i said we're happy with what we got but it was a bit of a mystery why we didn't get even more investment because i mean i read and read and read all the advice and the tips and the you know you can't lose you can't go wrong if you do this and um and then i looked at other crowdfunding campaigns out there similar to ours and even for coffee companies and cafes and roasteries some of which got a lot more contributions than we did or even got fully funded and to be not not to toot our own horn but just to be very honest about it i thought we did a much better job with our campaign so all that to say you really can't sometimes you just don't know sometimes it just it just doesn't go like you think it should or even like it really should based on all the advice so all you can do is read the advice listen to the podcast look at the tips be persistent with it Put the word out, you know, as much in advance before the crowdfunding actually starts. You know, not we're not talking like six months out, but at least a few weeks before your crowdfunding campaign starts. Let your closest associates, family, and friends know that you're going to be starting it to kind of give them a an idea and maybe get them thinking about it. We didn't do a huge, huge job of that. We didn't maybe do as as well on that aspect as we should have. Uh, even still, I'm not sure how much that would how much of a difference that would have made, but. But maybe, you know, try to try to tip people off ahead of time to get them thinking about it. But then uh, the video, be persistent with it. Don't give up because a lot of the contributions will come right at first and then a lot of them will come right at the very end. So you just got to keep at it, basically. So don't get discouraged. I don't think it's any reflection on how the business is going to go just because we weren't really trying to appeal to the mass public. It's not what we were doing. We just use this pr- platform to make a professional presentation uh, to present it to, to to friends and family, and that's what we did, and that's what we got. So, I guess that that would be my advice on all that. 
Great. Thank you so much. I mean, there's a lot of value here and I even already having a few ideas how to utilize this crowdfunding. So, yeah. uh, I and, might... and you know, like, like I said, this may be something, as, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of places, roasteries and cafes had success after they'd been in business for several years. They had their following, they had their customers, and then they wanted to upgrade their roaster or, you know, purchase something else, whatever. And then I, I could tell, like, people who were already customers were then contributing because they valued their product and valued the relationship they had with them. So this may be something we go back to in the future after we've been in business for, for a few years and we want to upgrade roasters or whatever the need is, open a cafe, whatever the need is. Um, would, wouldn't, wouldn't put it outside of the realm of possibility of doing it again and, and probably have a whole lot bigger audience to, to, to back us in that. So. Yes, I think that's, that's a big advantage when you already have some customer base and a trust established. To work with that is much easier than when you're coming up with a new project and people don't know you yet. So Yeah, yeah. agreed. Hmm. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing and be open about that because not everybody would share this information. And I wish you the best for your uh, coffee business. And we will have to do another podcast, let's say, in a year. How, how did you do, right? That'd be great. Yeah, that'll be really interesting. <laughs> and then go back and listen to them back to back and see how it how it stacks up. Well, this one is for the history. Yep. Thanks. Bye. All right. Thanks. Whoa. Mega thanks to Ryan for all this valuable information. He did his own research, paved his own path, and shared this with us so our work can be faster and more efficient. Thanks again, Ryan. This was awesome. I learned so much from this interview. You can meet Ryan in our Facebook group, coffees.me, and personally thank him if you are inclined so. In the next three episodes, I have another mega interview. I had a long chat with William Davis, who is a former World Barista champion. He's a guy who changed the coffee scene in London, and he's just simply an amazing guy to talk to about coffee. He's going to share some valuable information, how to start a coffee cart, how to start a cafe. We talk about the relation between baristas and roasters and so much more. I plan to put out the next episode very soon, so keep your eyes peeled and ears ready. Talk to you soon. Bye.